Hello friends, I'm your host Chris Thrill, I'm a former Royal Marines Commando, I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt Podcast. Sam, how are you, brother? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> but, but fantastic. Fantastic, Chris. Fantastic, my friend. Yes, it's, um, there's certainly uh, noticed a change, in, a change in you in this last, what, six months? Six months, yeah. Uh, but more so the change from after Christmas is just... People keep saying... Condescendingly, well, so they think, but actually, I see it as a compliment. He reinvents himself more than Jesus, whoever he is. But, um, yeah, of course, I do. I reinvent myself every day, but uh, every single day. But more so since Christmas, I had a bit of an epiphany and fine, you know. Yeah, so. Right. We will co- we'll come on to your epiphany in good time, but I want to do this in a, in a nice order so people can follow not just yeah, sure. you, not just your story, but, you know, how we met and this kind of thing. So for our wonderful friends listening or watching, uh, thank you very much. Welcome. Uh, Welcome to Sam. Thank you, Sam. And um, if I can just ask people to like and subscribe, well, subscribe. You don't have to like. I mean, me and Sam might might be pretty rubbish. (laughs) But um, yeah, if you could subscribe, folks, that's really kind. So Sam is a... An amazing individual, hands down, is probably the craziest person I've ever met. And when you know a few Royal Marines, you know that is just a level of crazy. You probably don't ever want to go there in your life. It's quite interesting because, like, in my hindsight, or looking back, watching him run around the pubs naked... Um, honestly not given a you-know-what, you would have said Sam was the most sorted individual that you knew, the happiest-go-luckiest fella. And as I've only kind of realised in, in the last few years, and we've known each other like 20, 25 years, Sam, um, it, that, that's not the case. And um, obviously at some point, some point, Sam, we'll we'll touch on that if that's okay with you. Of course, yeah, um, of course, yeah, yeah. So let's go back back to the beginning because Dad was a an SBS special boat service bootneck, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Dad, we met. Um, he joined at uh, fourteen as a junior bugler and worked his way up through Royal through into Royal Marines and then. SBS and then deep sea diver, you know, for my formative years as a child. So that was quite an amazing uh, place to be, you know, an amazing uh, unit, you know, family unit to be in. And as you can imagine, when you met him, and that rubs mm-hmm. up on you, you know, it's sometimes in good ways, sometimes in negative ways, but it's all, uh, all, all the time it was, uh, yeah, a pretty an amazing thousand. Sam, I should just say, right, this podcast is not like a, it's not fucking a therapy or a social worker or a psych, it's it's nothing like that, it's just, I want my podcast to be two individuals, I hope I'm interesting, or at least I am some of the time, 
two interesting characters having a chat, right? But yeah. when you mention that, though, I did just want to highlight that a lot of these military charities now are rec are recognizing that the children of military personnel get quite mm -hmm. neglected um because i mean i suppose for one one reason alone they've got a parent who's out the country anything up to sort of you know nine months a year do you, did you experience that with your dad or, or no, yeah, he was away a lot. Yeah, he was away a lot. But when he, you know, when he was a diver, I knew he was a good diver then. But when he came back, it was full on fun. You know, like the time, the short period of was back, it was non-stop. You know, not into school. I swear, do not been into school today. This week, Sam, we're gonna go on my motorbike. We're gonna go in the pub. We're gonna cruise around. Have some pretty amazing time. So no, it was good. And tell us about the um, tell us about the bugle waking up the neighbours. Bugle, yeah, I used to wake myself and uh, anyone who came, including yourself, to our house, including the neighbours. Dad would come in at four, five, six in the morning whenever he decided to wake up, and he would play morning revival in your ear, or he'd stand at the front door of our house, which is on a little housing estate, elevated top house, looking down, and he would play morning revive, naked, or in his, uh, normally in his dressing gown, with his balls flying around, <laughs> so, to wake everyone up on the whole estate, yeah, that was that was his call sign, that was his thing, you know, which is probably where I get my nakedness from, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that was very comfortable. I, I, I have to say, and I hope I'm not touching on a, on a sad nerve here, but at your dad's funeral, yeah. when the they somebody had arranged a Royal Marines bugler, and yeah. he at, and at, he marched out onto the patch of patch of the garden you were talking about. There was a little square of concrete. It was like yeah. a yeah, it was like a drain cover, and he marched yeah. out and he played the last post, and oh, I'm getting upset thinking about it. All, all your neighbours came out. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. to show their respect. Who? Yeah, man. They'd obviously heard that bugle. Yeah, they heard it a lot of times. Yeah. A lot. They shouldn't have done as well. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, man. It was, a, it was a beautiful. It was a beautiful day. You know, it was that day was. It was a beautiful day. He'd have been really pissed off if he didn't make it because he would have wanted to include <laughs> you, like me. But just, just while we're on this subject, when I go, no one's having fun at my funeral, by the way. You're all gonna fucking wear black. Oh no, it's all Edit that out. You're all gonna wear black. You're all gonna mourn for me, and no one's gonna have fun. Okay, just look at that out there. Okay, that's out there now. I remember you sent, <laughs> you posted a bit of video on on Facebook of a a bootneck funeral. It was some lad. I I can't remember how he died. Where I I'm not sure whether it was in service or, you know, on leave or something, but. The lads were in a pub and they were just going absolutely riotous at this yeah. guy's funeral. And it was just, it's quite, made me feel quite proud really to have been in the Marines. Just to see, you know, there was no, well obviously there's upset, there's always upset, yeah, right? But yeah. but these guys were just fucking singing and, and they're all... <laughs> 
on each other's shoulders. There's people getting naked. It was um, it was um, yeah, it was uh, yeah. Makes you there's there's some ass. Oh, I'm not sure if that's me. That's um, not me. It's not me, Ethan. I'm down to one technology phone in the whole house. <laughs> All right, we'll just technology in my whole sphere, my room, because I'm in one room. I don't know what that is. Um, just bear with me. We'll keep going, mate. Don't worry. It might even be my yeah. um, might even be my phone. So um, yeah, it's 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 can be quite funny. The Royal Marines. There's 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 love it aspects and there's hate it aspects and and it's quite all. It's almost like a chalk and cheese at, at times. Did you find that? Of course, yeah. It's like everything. is. The funniest aspect is the people who, when the people who go on about how much they miss it, are the people who hated it whilst you were in. I include myself. You know, I'm I'm guilty to that to a certain aspect. But um, no, I, I loved it. But it was always part of my life anyway, growing up. And it was always around me. Yeah, I... When I was out, I think I was going to go back in. Um, but I still keep in contact with the lads, you know, and, and I miss that side of it. But do I miss it? I don't know. I can't remember that even what you asked me. But yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I do. I, I, yeah, I, I did love the tour. But yeah, tour and cheese, I suppose, is the thing. Yeah, there's, there's, there's certainly, there's more I take from it as a positive than a negative. Let's put it that way. I think the longer that, like, I think through the joys of Facebook and the things like these podcasts and stuff, it's more and more obvious to me now, like, how many, you know, this, the, the, the core is just so many different life stories bundled together. I mean, we all think we're the same when we're in because we all go out in a beer and we shout loudly and, you know, we, we, we can shoot a gut, we can shoot a rifle on the range and all this sort of stuff. Well, some of us can. Some of us can. Not myself. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't found out last week when I came out. Hey, look what it's done to me. <laughs> um, but, it no, it's interesting because I get a lot of people approach me and they send me messages and say, Chris, that video you did about so-and-so was bang on. You know, I came from this background or I went through this experience or I knew these guys that... And it's... Um, it's really opened my eyes up that God, there's, there's a lot of, um, not just sort of trauma that the guys have experienced. Um, you know, lot, a lot of addiction, a lot oh, of, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. um, I just do want, I just wanted to put, I don't know why I'm pointing this out, but it's, um, I, I'm, I guess I'm trying to say that I'm realizing now that the Royal Marines isn't like this one set thing. It's actually just, it's almost like a, a circus of um, different personalities and experiences and natures. And, well, and it's, like, it's, a, it's a portion of life, life the same, isn't it? You know, you get, you get good and bad in, in every walk of life. I'd suggest that you get you get a certain standard of men that are, are, are really good men. There's very few. I said it's, it's, it's the... the the exception that there is a bad the bad egg that the majority of guys in there are pretty pretty good human beings. Um, mm. So it, it as, as, we're the same as, as life, but as, but people who join the Marines, I have always found that the majority of them are 
guys. He was the odd knobhead, but you know, isn't it funny though that civilians just have this impression of what a marine is, or or, or a parallel, or any kind of elite force, but when you know the guys. And you see them like at the weekend they're going mountain biking or they're they're in a chess tournament or they're they're really I I just mean like they're really ordinary almost not they like you we're we're also this is the thing with the group that I'm in a lot of people have this perception we're civilians against military no we're all we're all civilians I I, the way I look at life is we're all even when I was in to a certain extent, we're, we're no better, no, no, we're no worse than anyone else, you know. Um, and I think that's a lot of lads leave the forces and then have this messiah thing complex. It says me talking with a hat on to a crowd of people, but you have this messiah where, where they think I'm, I've, I, I've got a people are going to city street and think that they are owed everything because of they were in the core of the paras or the staff mm-hmm. of the NPS. They forget they're not owed anything. They're going to start. They're going to prove themselves to their. They can't walk around with a sort of aloof attitude. You have to prove yourself within that side. So I, 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 I think we're all this, this civilian and military side of things. I'm, I'm, I suppose I've always been a bit like that. I've never yeah. been a really fussy sort of guy anyway. But I think we're all pretty much the same. Although you know I'm better than everyone. Other than that. Well, you're on my podcast, so I can't disagree there, but <laughs> I'll tell people the truth later. <laughs> yeah, no, Sam, you're you're bang on, but I'd just like to give a shout out while we're on the subject just to all those really nice freaking blokes that I met in my seven no, years, no, no, you no, know. No. Yeah, and what I, I know I'm completely agreeing with everything you say, Sam, you know, but, but I, I'm... Every now and again, I just think of someone I served with and how nice they were, and what a fr- yeah, you know those friendships that it's why it's why I um started the annual Royal Marines reunion was yeah, was because I had all these guys that you know used to really get on well with and go out dancing with and stuff and wanted us to all get together and lo and behold, none of them turned up, but. But three hundred other blokes that I'd never met before yeah, did. I saw that. Yeah, amazing. And now, and now, I'm I'm being a bit uh, uh, chalk and cheesy. No, some of the some of my oppos, of course, they turned up, and it, and it, and it, and it was absolutely brilliant to see them. But the thing is, so many more turned up that I just never met before, and now we're yeah. all, we're all yeah. friends. And um, yeah, it's a really, it's been a really, uh, it's been really interesting because. I didn't think about the Marines for about 15 years until Facebook came around. As far as I was concerned, it was something I did when I was young. And I've been all around the world many, many times after leaving, doing, you know, almost getting myself killed in various stupid stunts. Mm-hmm. And it was only through the joys of Facebook that people started friending me. And I was like, ah, some of them I had to try and remember, where did we serve together, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, Sam, tell us, how was training for you? Because I saw a video of you running the endurance course, didn't I? Possibly. Uh, um, I don't know, I was a young kid. I sort of went to the got to 14, got chucked back, obviously, and then under the cadets as well. So then, um, I think, 
by the time I passed out, I was 17. So I was just, I was a young, I, I, I was in shock, to be honest. I don't remember much of it. I remember having a cigarette on the 30 miler, which really annoyed people. There was an older Irish guy, Nelly Andrews, who's dead now, bless his soul, on a motorbike, which is quite common. What's a motorbike? He, um, he, he used to smoke roll up. And we were halfway around, maybe a bit, maybe two thirds of the way around. All the PCI did was just, and he said, come on, get a cigarette. And we had the sin, but the Padre was running that leg with him. And he said, you can't do that. He said, well, we will. So we had a, we had a cigarette, and we started yomping, smoking to the 30 miler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get an eight mile now. Um, no, well, yeah, we. So it was really, really, it was. We, we, so we got a mutual acquaintance. I won't say his name because he might not want me to mention it, but um, he would stop on his way back from the endurance course and he tucked his ciggies into a, the branch of a tree. <laughs> he'd have a ciggy in the packet and a lighter and he'd stop, <coughs> light his ciggy and then carry on with the, carry on and do the run, do the run back to camp. And uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not distracting out. It, it was. I, I was a. I was a. I, it's something I'd always wanted to do. But in my mind, there, were, there was no doubt. I, when I got there, I was homesick. That was my biggest thing. I miss my, my parents. I've never been away from home, especially that far away. And I'd not really on my own. And I. That was the hardest thing. There was no doubt in my mind that I was going to do it. No one was going to stop me from doing it. I was going to do it, no matter. The map reading was hard. So I found it hard to take in. But the physical side. I just, there was no, there was never a doubt in my mind where I thought, I can't do that. Because I knew, I'm not saying it was fucking nails. Florida. It was absolutely, it was the hardest training, basic training in the world, isn't it? But in my mind, there was no doubt I was going to pass out at the end. And I was going to pass out with my, with my troop. I just, I never, it never was a, so I suppose being young, I, I was unbreakable, I suppose. And I just, when I got to a unit, it was a different matter. It was just, you know, I was like, oh, what am I doing here? I hate this. But training, I, I was in shock. I was literally in shock, and I just uh, just went through it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's um, it's funny you, you it's funny you say the hardest. It, I mean, without doubt, the Royal Marines' inf- basic infantry training is the hardest in the world. It's the freaking longest for a start. Plus, if you see how the commando tests are set up at the end. It's a savage thing to put a blooming 16-year-old lad through or an 18-year-old. As I think I was 19 by the time they came around. But the other day on one of my videos, someone wrote, oh, yeah, well, of course, all the military around the world thinks their basic training is the hardest. <laughs> it's one of those things when you know, you you know, do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, the Now to be able to deal with what's going on 
around me in my life now. And it, it, I use other things, but that that core ethos is what installed me to give me the strength now to get through what's what, what we deal with at the moment. Yeah, so, yeah it's in, interesting you say that, Sammy, because someone's like, a, a few people have I've just talked about this with recently and they've sort of said Chris well did the Marines put that in you or did you already have that to be able to succeed in the Marines and I, I said God that's a really good question um, and I do I do just sometimes wonder if just through my childhood which you know, I'd make no bones about it. wasn't the, the wasn't the easiest of ones at times, which isn't a negative, because I've had the best life ever. So maybe yeah. maybe a bit of adversity when you're a kid is is an actual gift in 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 a, in a very bizarre sort of way, or certainly a, a learning experience. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it is interesting because I do still feel. Even though I was never like a Royal Marine, I, I, I never felt like one when I was in. I, I was just playing a role, which was great at the time. Or it was great some of the time, I should say. As you said earlier, it's not always brilliant. But, um, but yeah, I certainly feel quite proud of it now at my age. You know, I'm, I'm, and it's not, I'm not one of these people that needs to like look for my identity in, in in something I did 30 years, 25 years ago or whatever, it's 30 years ago now. Yeah. But it's just to say that, you know, when you understand like some of the stories from the Falklands where they had to march or they would die, it was that simple. They had to carry these enormous weights. They had very limited rations and water was... was uh, you know, they couldn't get any water delivery, so they're having to drink out of polluted puddles and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you sprain your ankle and you couldn't march, they, they would just sit you down. I'm talking about the march into Stanley here, but obviously prob yeah, yeah. probably yeah. probably all the marches. They'd sit you down, give you as much ammunition as they could spare so you could defend yourself if the enemy did come. And that was it. You were You were left to die, basically. And um, yeah. it it's it's stories like that, Sam, make me so freaking proud, you know. Yeah, of course. Not, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm I'm a complete pacifist. It's not about the war for me, but it's about those individuals, those young men, teenagers, that yeah, were, you know, yeah. they were called up, they didn't question it, and they they went eight thousand miles or whatever it is. They fought at the end of it when they were tired, cold, knackered, and um. You know, and they won the conflict, obviously. But, um, yeah, it's things. My tra my tra my annual training team that they were all well out of the five, three of them were down south. You know, so I was down south in the Falklands. So I, yeah, get that, and 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 I oh, that uh, inspired me. You know, and I because I thought, but I, I had that in me anyway because of my father, and I'd, I'd had a taste of it. But you know. Hearing those stories that you've just referenced to from my training team who've been there, who are now taking me through that same, well, the same training they've been, I have nothing other than I've got to do it for them. You know, if they can do that, if, when I go to command unit, I, I've got to be the best. I'm a reflection of them, so I've got to 
yeah, I, I, owe it to, I owe it to them, but also to myself. So there is, I suppose, yeah, there is, there's only a certain amount of people, not everyone wants to do it. <laughs> you could be doing to be an athlete. And there was athletes, you know, um, in my troop who didn't, who done Commonwealth Games stuff and they didn't get through because it's, it's above them physical, it's a mental side, isn't mm. it, as well. So you do have to, it is, a, they say it's a state of mind and it is, a, you have to have that state of mind. It doesn't matter how fit you are, you need that extra mental ability to be able to, oh, I've just hit my, I've hit my baron, I've got a baron there. Uh, I, I, I'd i love to know what the fuck that is. It's an Irish drum, and it's down to my brother's. Oh, I did, <laughs> I, I, I knew that island, honestly. <laughs> so, hey, I couldn't, I couldn't have joined the Marines now. So why is that? With fucking glasses. Me too, no, you can, you can, you, you, yeah. Oh, yeah, I get you. I I hey, no, but no. I know they obviously because they're. I, when people ask me why, I, the only thing I can think of is they're having such a hard time recruiting that they've they've yeah. they've had to change. Like when we were in, the thing was you couldn't wear glasses because technically you were a sniper. You know, you had to. It, you did all that crawling through the undergrowth in your camouflage yeah. and concealment, and at the end you had to do a snipe on the enemy. Yeah, yeah. To, to to learn what you might have to do in a war and the thing was if you didn't have 2020 vision or whatever they call it you you wouldn't be able to see the tar- tar- target i mean we do you remember the kim's game <laughs> how how uh, how uh, ironic do you remember the kim's game <laughs> no i've forgotten the kim's game i wasn't very good at the kim's game yeah. I'm still not. I'm still not very good at remembering things, but I do remember the Kim's game. <laughs> I sometimes have little Kim's games with myself. Do you want to tell? Do you want to tell our um, listeners and watchers what the Kim's game was? The Kim's game is. So oh, in have... in in official, in official military terminology, wasn't it called an observation stance? Uh, yeah, it probably was. I'm not the best person to talk. Anything military, as people who know me and good friends of ours, mutual friends who are really fussers is a term for people who really sort of live and breathe the core. I love the core, I love everything about it, but I'm, I'm, I'm really on military. But uh, yes, yeah, so the Kim's game would be if you'd have 30 recruits standing around a table and you would have, I don't know, 15 objects. So anything from a compass to a whistle to a, uh, I, I don't know, a knife would be put on the table. You'd have a certain amount of time, 30 seconds. You've already reminded me that I didn't know what the fuck I was on about. I was talking about the observation when you look in the trees and they've hidden, <laughs> they, they've hidden like a, a, the sight off a rifle or something and they've hidden some cam, cam cream under the under the bracken or the gorse. But no, you, you're obviously more pusses than me, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a Kim's game where you uh, you put objects. Oh, I'm glad you asked me about that one and not the one you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we did um, we did one. You said when you when you go on exercise, it some of it was really hard. They would beast you, so you're in all your gear, carrying all, all your weapon, everything, and make you run up these mountains and stuff. And it that it 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 was a killer, right? But 
other times you just sit down for a lecture and everybody liked that because you just sit down in the in the grass the, the bracken or whatever and and they'd the, your training team would set this lecture out and they talk about you know how to put cam cream on properly and this sort of thing so in our camouflage and concealment lecture we're all sat there on woodbury common the lecture went on for an hour and a half teach all about how to hide yourself you know in the nature in the in the forest or the woods or the undergrowth and at the end of the hour and a half the the corporal said something like and fellas with the knowledge you, you know now you should be able to camouflage yourself like this and suddenly one of our corporals just rose up he was literally one meter in front of us the whole time and nobody had seen him he'd been lying there motionless for an hour and a half he's covered in like uh sods of grass you know like turf sort of stuff that they'd cammed him out with and he went <laughs> and he and he's he, he's made might have been a bit bit more than a meter because you're not supposed to fire a blanks even that close but yeah so um sorry sam i'm talking over the top of you mate but it's um all these things that i remember that i don't i, I it's just good to remember do you know what i mean yeah it's good as bob austin said it's good to talk isn't it <laughs> it's good to talk, as he said how was unit life for you then it was all right again i was young needed the money but no i was young and uh I don't know, I was in a room, in those days it was, um, 40 Commando had 10 man rooms, so you'd have, you'd, you'd live in your section basically, so that was quite tough because you had a group of, especially being young, because you've got a group of older lads there who all bonded together, you're living next to each other, and it was, uh, yeah, I don't know, I found it quite tough, not as, not as hard as some of the older ones, who were in my training, in, <coughs> my troop in training, because I suppose if you were older you used to like, I just, I just wore my neck and didn't say anything, but the older ones found it quite hard because, you know, joining a room full of 10 men who used to tell me what to do, you know, you've got to earn their respect. I, I don't know, I found it quite, quite an eye-opener, I'd say. And I won't go into detail on here as to what some of the issues... So you've got some, yeah, there's some pretty tough initiation uh, things that go on. And the louder you sort of fight against, the more you fight against it, the, the let's say, the more inventive the things go. But I, I, I it's all right. I, I soon got into it. And I was because I'm quite an affable sort of chap. I bonded, you know. So, but I still wasn't allowed to go out drinking officially. I was still underage. I was all right to go kill people, but I was still, I wasn't legally allowed to drink. I went on leave, and Dad was telling me, "No, Samuel, you're not allowed to drink." When I joined, when I joined my first troop, they looked at me and they thought, "Fucking hell, this is this lad's really good looking." <laughs> and they, they, they thought I was a super soldier. They could tell. They could tell I was a super soldier. Yeah, well, of course, yeah. Now we go without a doubt. I think I was probably like the best Marine in the whole unit. And, and <laughs> so I never... It was 4-2, wasn't it? They did have a 
Yeah. So I, you know, I had quite an easy time of it, but <laughs> I can imagine it was shit for some people. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's certainly lots of things that, um, yeah, which aren't for here, I suppose. But but it's all character building. It's all if you're gonna if you're gonna go into a, a unit of, of men who are there specifically to be to go and kill, then it's not gonna be easy, is it? It's not gonna be an easy. It's not gonna be a like a nursery. You're not going into a little a little uh, scout's hut. You're, mm. you're joining a band of men who are, who are essentially learning every day how how better they can kill people. <laughs> yeah, it's worth pointing out though that there's some really nice supportive characters that they add your welfare. You know, I had a really nice sergeant when I was in Norway, for example. I've just been talking about him in a podcast yeah. I've done. And he recognised that there was some big old alcoholic bully of a corporal that had it in for me just because I was the young, you know, the newest freaking guy, right? Yeah. And the sergeant just stepped in and put a stop to it, put me in a different section. And my God, I tell you what, I went from like being in hell yeah, okay. to being in paradise, Sam, to be put with some nice boys who all looked yeah. out for me and just treated me you know, as the, with the respect you deserve, if you, if it's that thing, isn't it? You've all, you've all earned the green berry, but some mm-hmm. fuckers think that their green berry is like a double mega one. <laughs> and it, yeah, yeah, no, I, you've got to, yeah, I get what you're saying. You, you, you've got to still, you start the bottom again. It's like any job, isn't it? When you get, doesn't matter if you've trained to be an engineer or, well, oh, in the RAF or whatever, you start at the bottom again. You've got to earn their respect. Because now you you played it for real, so I get that. And the, and as long as you you did, you were it just you were accepted, you know. So it was first few months were were let's say eventful. And what then, um? And then next thing you're in the be- you're in the best boys club in the world. You know you really you are. You know you, without a doubt. Yeah. And, and me being I'm I would correct you on me being the most best man in the tour to this day. You know serving and past. Present. What does essence mean, Sam? Let's clear that up now. Let's clear that up because it is yeah. known. Yeah. I am the most essence. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm a, a I'm a compulsive liar, so don't listen to anything I say. <laughs> <laughs> but what does uh, what what does uh, essence mean? Essence means uh, beautiful, I suppose. Um, it means every, you know everything. It just means you know it means this. It means yes. this. Essence personified to every single. I just use essence. Everything about me, you know. I would come in a room and just essence yes. floats around the room with sick people, and they just want to be part of me. <laughs> Sometimes they are. Yes. Um. Did you have any sort of exciting times in your unit? What What did you get up to? No, nothing, mate. My My time in the corps was absolutely boring. It was nothing. It was like most. Like most, we were in the 90s, um, I left, joined in 88, left in the end of the 90s, and shit, but uh, not say, it was just basically pretty uneventful, nothing to talk about, and, and then you get this, something to, oh, my battery's going to go, oh, oh, right, sorry, it's Keep... okay, I've just plugged it in. Yeah. Pretty uneventful, and then, so when you speak to, especially with the guys, you know, the old lads now, and, and this is the other thing, you tend to find that guys our age, who are from our generation, the ones 
who actually sort of go on about, oh, they've got this, but I did this and, and that to you. I'm jealous. I'm not jealous, that's the wrong word. I'm proud to see what the young guys have done today, the young lads of the Afghan generation. Mm. They stood up to the plate. And people who say, it's getting easier, society's getting easier. It's not. People will ask, I'll ask, the lads were asked, the lads were asked in Afghanistan more than anyone since the Second World War to stand up to the plate and they did and they they did as proud. So that mm. the lads now I look I look at the young lads with respect, you know, they're just awesome and they've they've done the so so to answer your question, I did nothing in the crowd and nothing's been talked about. The, but the core has done us so proud and that, that young generation of lads that went out there and did a, have done amazing things and do amazing things. Um yeah it's, Sam it's beyond Beyond belief, isn't it? Really, yeah, it is. It's. I'm proud to say, be part of that because I was in the Royal Marines, although I didn't do some of the stuff they've done. But I'm proud to say, yeah, we're the same Greenberry, and, and and I'm proud of everything that they did, you know. And I put, and I tell them, I, I tell them as much as I can, you know. And I'm here for them, you know. That's that's all I can give back to them now is just maybe putting an arm on the shoulder when they need it, or you know, whatever. That's mm-hmm. that's that's the bit I do. So what did I do? I think it's worth noting that, I mean, when I was in training and we had the choice at the end, which unit do you want to go for? Yeah. I'll put them for 4-2 because I knew they were going to Northern Ireland. All right, okay, yeah. And yeah. My, my thinking was kind of, I want to get an operational tour under my belt as soon as possible. Yeah. Not not because I was thinking about leaving the Marines already, but I just wanted that experience as soon as I possibly could. Right. Um, and when I see the way, when I see the way the lads were patrolling in Afghanistan, it was remarkably the same sort of job we did in Ireland. Yeah. Just that we had sort of decent accommodation and we didn't have to live in a bush or, or the desert, and they 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 had far more many explosives going off around them you know oh god i mean i put in for 40 because they were going to go to you know, get under the sun to get a suntan you know that that was me mm-hmm. <laughs> stop that i wanted to get a suntan um yeah i don't know they, there's nothing really i mean there's nothing else so it's comparable but really that it's just they just they really those lads really went through it, you know. It's just nothing since the Second World War, really. I suppose the Falklands, yeah, the Falklands as well. But for non-stop contact every day, every day, every day, you know, you can see why they and they're not looked after now. And this is why there's, uh, there's so many of them that are people we know that have taken their lives, you know, and, that, and that's why. Really. Sam, what what's our message to to our brothers? And sisters, but obviously Marines were brothers. What what's our message to people who are struggling? What should they do? They've got to reach out straight away. They've, as soon as they get any negative thoughts whatsoever, don't don't suppress them. I mean, I, I did for years, and I self medicated, as you know, and as you, and you have done, Chris. And, and that's the wrong way to do it because it, all that does is lead you down the path. You think you're okay. You use you use the drugs, the alcohol, whatever it is. To get through it and you think yeah i'm okay but no what you're compounding you're holding it storing it down and you will explode so cut, cut, as soon as you get any thoughts like that 
got to speak to someone. You have to come forward and speak to someone. Tell them how you feel. That's the most important message I can say. Because every, there's nothing to hold back. And you, you, there's nothing to be ashamed of for feeling that way. In, in fact, you, you should be proud of yourself to be able to stand up and say, I don't feel well. I, you should be really proud of yourself. And, and you've got to do it. You have to do it. Because the more you suppress it, the more you push it back, the more you hide it with drink, the more you hide it with drugs, mm. the worse it will get. You need to come forward and get professional help. Not just help, but professional help yeah. from the people that know what they're talking about. I'll I chip in there and say, don't give a fuck about people judging you because if they judge no. you, if they judge you, they're, they're wankers themselves. No, you know? no, who, who the hell? And if, how dare they judge Yeah, them? and you've got to find someone and it, in my case, I only had some two people that helped me. My my family did their best, but they did it at a distance because of the the D word. They they didn't understand any of that. Okay, right? yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, drug drugs, I'm talking about. Um, yeah. But it was like I had a neighbour who saw me out trying to fix my car for the fourth night in a row. It's pissing down with rain. It was a winter. It was dark. I hadn't slept for days, right? Yeah, I'm absolutely yeah. off my head trying to put this head gap, fit the head gasket on this knackered old super sport. And this, yeah. ne- this neighbour kindly recognised that my behaviour wasn't normal. Yeah, okay. And because he was a matlow, he just come yeah. over one night and put his arm around me and went, are you all right, Chris? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, of course I'm right. Yeah, well, why wouldn't I be? And he's like, well, yeah, sure. he's like, fuck off, mate. What, what are you on? I said, yeah. I was like, what do you mean? What, what might? He said, mate, I took drugs in the Navy. What, I, 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 yeah. I, I know something's going on. He said, Chris, and, and I won't, I'll cut. It's in my book, if anyone, it's in my book, 40 Nights, if anyone wants to read it, which I suggest anyone with an interest in PTSD, military, addiction um should read um it's available for 8.99 on amazon (laughs) of which of which i make about minus 25p um but anyway he came over sam and he's like chris you're a fucking really nice guy and you gotta start this is the i'm i'm doing that what's the word paraphrasing here sam because it's a bit of a long long story but it just said you're a really fucking nice guy it said fuck everyone else they they won't understand guys like you but i do mate you're you know he said now fuck off inside and get some sleep you know and it it might sound insignificant but that was one kind voice in back then if you're a druggie back then you you at least felt like society fucking hated you, Sam, you know? Yeah. And this one guy's kind words, it was just a drop, you know? Well, I had two drops. I had, I had another mate that very shortly after that came out the ether and went, Chris, can I help you? And I went, yeah, actually, you yeah. can. <laughs> you know, it's the right time for me. But so for people listening, you need to find that nice person. Not someone that goes... Right, Smudge, what you need to do is give up that fucking alcohol shit or give up that fucking cocaine shit. That, what they're trying to do is make you what they think is the right way, the right model, you know, the, the good robot. Mm-hmm. And it don't work like that. You've got to take your time, 
work it out for yourself. But what you do need is someone that will accept you unconditionally, which is like, as Sam said, why it's important to go to a professional organization because they won't give a shit about, you know, they will understand domestic domestic violence. They will understand addiction. They will understand PTSD. They will understand the mili military connection. Would you agree, Sam? Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, you, you, uh, that I didn't uh, seek help for years, and it ended up with you know me being trying to jump in front of the train, you know. So, I, and then I got help. My sister took me and said, "You've got to go to hospital," and I stayed in hospital, you know, for for my own, you know, my own <coughs> safety really, because I held it back and I held it back and I suppressed it with alcohol, with coke, and whatever I could shove. And I, and I did a good job. I held a good job down. So don't think that, you know, I was snivelled up somewhere in a corner. I was doing a really good job to a high level for years. Mm. But hiding this horrible thing inside me, this pain, this whatever it is, and not getting help. I'm thinking that was the help that I needed, the drink and something. And it is not. You've got to go and get help. That's all you've got to do. You've got to, and, and, and everyone will... You've got to love yourself as well. That's the first thing you've got to do. You've got to start having some self-love and realizing that you're the most important thing in your in that situation. You're the most important thing. Don't mm -hmm. think about anyone else. You've got to just do it for yourself. And once you've done that for yourself, then everyone around you, you can then start looking after them. But go yeah. and get the help now. That's it. Do it now. Yes, do it. Very well yeah. said. There's loads more I could say, but I, I'm. It, this is your. Yeah, course, this yeah. is this is um your podcast Sam so so tell us then when did you have I mean I had I literally had an epiphany one day that I, mm. I I couldn't go any lower without probably killing myself I don't mean suicide I mean I was shoving needles in my arm up to 12 mm. times a day I could have done anything you know I could have walked in front of a car or something accidentally you know yeah. um but I remember very specifically that moment where I suddenly realised I'd been going in the wrong direction I don't mean the drugs thing I, I'm, I'm really pleased I, I, I'm sorry if this upsets people but I've got to tell my truth and my truth is I was probably in the wrong direction when I was a young Marine because I was incredibly naive I was carrying an enormous amount of trauma I was trying to prove myself in all the right. Do you remember when I was a bodybuilder? <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. you know, I went from nine and a half stone to, to something like 14 stone. I was fucking enormous, right? And and the people that genuinely cared about me would say, Chris, you fucking don't need to look like that, mate. You know, you were a fucking handsome bloke without all that shit. Do you... What they were trying to say is, I was trying to prove myself, Sam, in all the wrong areas. Mm. You know, you remember my BMW? I bought my BMW to run my business, and and um, you know, I thought chasing the money, chasing the millionaire dream was that was going to make me happy, and that's what that's what took me to Hong Kong. Um, but um, anyway, I'm digressing. Yeah, about, about me. yeah, yeah. But but my point my point is, <laughs> I 
I, um, you know, I, I learned a lot through the, through my experience with drugs, but then I kept, then I kind of carried on the addiction part way too long. Well, it's only got to go as, as long as it goes. But I do remember the point at which I thought, hang on, Chris, that stuff's not working anymore for you. You've got to make changes. Yeah. Was, is that similar to your experience, Sam? Yeah, it was taken me many years, but um, yeah, of course it was. So last year, I found out Spartan, and that sort of helped me find find my feet a bit. And sort of by helping myself, I was helping. It seemed to work for others, so I, I sort of was uh, getting myself in the right frame of mind. But I carried on doing my drugs and drinking too much. And then I went. I got the opportunity to go to Barcelona and do an NLP course, a therapy course, to talk work, and, and that, that taught me a lot about myself. But also, Sam, I, ha- I just, I just have to ask. But, but something must have switched in your mind for you to want to have gone on that course. Yeah, or, I knew. Well, I knew I was, was going to. I'd, I'd been with a woman I loved, and she. I'd started to drink again, and I and I lost it because I was drinking again, and I knew I thought, what have I done? I've, I've messed up a really, really important thing here. And she said, you know. You, she gave me loads of chances to reform myself, and I didn't. <clears throat> so then I realised I've, I've got to change. You know, I can't go on like that because I, I went to kill myself again, basically. And I thought I can't, I can't live like this anymore. I can't be where my 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 failsafe is to stop myself. I've, I've got to do something about it. So I did, and that, that so it was that. It was leaving that relationship and realising that my I can't have my solution to feeling okay is to end my life. I can't have that anymore. So that's when I had the epiphany, so it was last year. Yeah, and then that's when I started the journey. And it's been it's been gradual. It's been a year now. It's taken me to get to where I am now. It wasn't just a, oh, yeah, I'm all right now. It's taken me a year. Now I am. I, I'm one now in myself, and I'm happy, and I know that will never happen again. Because I, <clears throat> But it, well, I work on it every day, every morning. I work on this, being like this. It's not something that just happens. It's something that I work on daily, daily, every day, every hour. I'm working on it, trying to stay in my own headspace in the moment. That's that's what I do. You know, that's where I am. Yeah, well, I mean, you said it, Sam. It, it, you know, life is a a, a journey, and on a journey, you never stop pedaling or driving or whatever. You gotta, yeah. you gotta keep, you know, you you gotta keep improving your skill set. Get a routine that works for you one that makes you happy isn't it and also i found getting a little routine to get myself out the shit when i say when i lapse by lapse i mean when i decide to go on the piss or take drugs which Mm. is very very rarely now because i'm obviously you know i'm a family guy (laughs) i never thought i'd say that in my life um but i can't i can't afford to be doing that shit now so i have a very good kind of way way out of that and and it's like you say yeah it's not it's not supposed to come you know when people make these new year's resolutions sam it Mm -hmm. you you just look at it and think it's so wrong that we've been led to believe that making changes in your life you can do it on new year's eve and it's going to work yeah whereas you and i know it's years of thinking about it considering it you know so, what did you learn, Sam, on this um, this 
course that you went away to? It sounds fascinating. Well, uh, well, first of all, you know, I learned a lot about myself. I learned, um, I was also did a lot of hypnotherapy. I was also hypnotherapy. And that is an amazing thing. That's worked for me. It might not work for everyone, but it worked for me. And it, I got rid of a lot of guilt through the hypnotherapy, a lot of the self-hate through the hypnotherapy, through <clears throat> which is what I needed to get rid of. Um, then, so that's what I learned about myself, basically. I, I could, I'm a practitioner, but I would never would because I don't have enough knowledge about it yet. I'd have to look more into it. But I did it for my own personal self to, to better myself, to make myself. But it went all a bit wrong at Christmas. I started to drink again. Once you were away from that situation, I turned back into it all again. And then I got back to that same headspace. So then I, I found something, meditation, as well as the Wim Hof, I do Wim Hof breathing, I do meditation. Those two things, that was the final peg now in my, and the shift that's sinking, the final peg to stop it from sinking was, was finding meditation through Tadu Guru. Because he teaches, if you listen to him on YouTube, he'll teach you all about, it's in called inner engineering. So he finally, I now, I've been in my room now for six days. I've not left here in this room. I'm, I've, I've had this fucking virus, so I'm pretty sure I have. But I've been really ill with it, but I've been doing the med- I've been meditating every morning. I've been doing first day. I've been up often, and I've been doing my um, <coughs> of breathing and meditation because I'm I'm really comfortable with sitting there on my own. I don't think I don't overthink things. I just live in the here and now, and I've managed to do that through studying and listening to them every morning and doing my breathing, which gets me into my conscious self, which a lot of people will find. I, if I were to listen to myself now, six months ago, I'd have looked at me and said, who the hell is that knobhead with a hat on? And I thought, what's he on about? What a load of rubbish. It's scientific. The breathing scientific. The, the meditation, the, 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 the conscious self, it's all scientific. It's, it's not mumbo-jumbo. But it's really hard for people to get their heads around. But please try it. You know, I, I've done the live thing this morning. You joined in. Everyone's ringing me up saying how much they've loved it. Their kids are doing it. You know, my 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 kids, my boy, in the house with me at the minute. Joe, you met him. Which is, he, he's twenty now. And he, he um, but the it's hard. It's, they don't need to do that at the moment, you know. But they, it's something that I think we should all. Um, we should all start doing because it, there's a different the, the world's changing out there now and it sounds I'm ready for it. I've been ready for it for months. I didn't know what, what it what it was, but it's just been about in my unconscious self. I'm I'm and I'm happy with it now to deal with what's happening around me outside. If I had to ju- to feed back on what you just said there about the world's <laughs> world's changing, Sammy, I I'd say it's so chaotic out there what with the pressures of life and work and the internet and trying to pay your freaking bills on a bloody phone and, and money and finance and tap that you need to find peace in your heart. Yeah, yeah. And then all of that stuff goes away. All you of know. it. And, and no matter what people, and, and now we're all at the same level, so people are getting to where I am now. People, I'm not falling out, but I've... Uh, People are saying to me, as this is all unfolding over the past few over the past month, and I've been saying it's fine. You know, this it's, sorry, just said a bit of event funny then. Um people, hey, people did, been panicking. Did, you had a, a screenshot just flashed up then. Do you know what it yeah, says? It went, I don't know what happened, it went funny. Do you know what it said? Um, 
again. Did you know what it said? Sam's essence. No, it said Chris is much better looking than Sam. <laughs> well, uh, how, ra- how random is that? I know. No, look, I'm, I'm getting all heavy now, but I, I just, I think it's, I'm not going to go into all that things, but I, I, that's where I am now. I'm going to really, people can look into him off People can yeah. look into the Sadhu Guru stuff. That's up to them. Um, I think it's, I, I don't think it's heavy at all. I think it's absolutely brilliant that to, to get to a time in your life where, where I mean, I, I took drinking drugs for the best part of 30 years, Sam, every, yeah, sing, yeah, every yeah. single day. And some of it was just, that's by the by. Now, I can go through life high as hell just, just, just on understanding like the mechanics of life, you know, and now my body fits into it and my mind fits into it. Yeah, and- man, it's an amazing thing. Your own conscious self, releasing, doing different things, you can release those chemicals anyway. I, I release them every morning by doing my Wim Hof breathing. I, 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 I release the chemicals I release doing cocaine. I can do that by doing, by breathing, and it's free. That's 50 quid. It's free, you can just do it. And, and I feel all day, I feel basic can you tell us sam my biggest problem is it this is going to sound really bad but when i did the wim hof this morning and i I did all of it the trouble was i was holding my breath so long he'd already started doing the next one well there's more advanced ones yeah i i i I get that but what i mean is is i was like getting out of sync with you um and my my kind of inner like let's see what i can do is go and hold your breath more and and i'm <laughs> you were that you were bound to. I'm, i was just like but i was really surprised i mean i was holding my breath about three minutes sam and i'm not massively fit at the moment i was quite surprised join me do the wind together and sam's on board so we're just about to start the wind breathing now sam so i'm going to press play i'm going to win do the talk and he's going to lie down get comfortable in a comfortable position Join me, we'll all do it together. 
and uh, we will connect. So I'm going to press play now. So as he says, fully in, take your first breath from underneath your belly button. Let it go and go with him. It's like a rhythm. So 30 rounds, then it tell you to, someone's just trying to ring me. Then can someone tell Lisa, t Liza Todd to come live? Okay, so I'm going to go now. So ready? Fully in. Um, but tell us about the meditation because the trouble, the thing I was saying is the trouble with these things is I get a bit bored, Sam, and and I yeah. think it's because I'm a hyper sort of, I'm probably like if what a doctor would call ADHD or something like that. I'm, yeah, I'm, okay. But well, this is that's, well, that's, this is good for you then. This is a this is this this is I'm the same. I can't I don't concentrate on much for long. But what I do is get some headphones. And um, you, there's, there's certain, I'd have to send you links, but there's, there's certain um, certain gurus that you can actually meditate to. So really easy. He, it's good at night time. You put your, put your headphones in, download his YouTube, a YouTube, it'll be like a 10 minute of him talking. And as he talks, uh, he can, there's chants that he does, there's chants he can do. Chants, by my sister's the best one, you know my little sister. She, uh, she does yoga, she does all this, but she sent me chants. The chanting within itself, people sit there and people go, um, do you know why people do that? They do that because it vibrates throughout the body. What it does, it connects to a gland called the vagus gland. Okay, and what a good gland that is. If you're going to go anyway, you're going to go to Vegas, yeah. Hey, what happens in Vegas? Well, stays in Vegas. <laughs> but it's, but it's, a, but honestly, it's a serious thing because you, because you, when you're on, you vibrate, you actually connect. Directly to your vagus plan, which releases endorphins. So when you when you by just simply by doing this these form of chants, you're actually making yourself feel happy. A smile will come on your face. So there's there's one. But the meditation I do personally, I listen to the Sadhu Guru as he talks and he goes through various getting into the rhythm of his voice, and I just go off and I, I'm in my, I get he teaches you how, how in engineering and he teaches you how to connect to your conscious mind. And once you get there, I can, I can be there all day. I'm nothing will affect me. It's the most terrible. Of course, you know, I'll be like, but, I, but I've realized now that no one is in control of my emotions other than me. No, mm. you can say something horrible, I'll just turn this off. But when it, it's how I, after you said that, I, I just, if I carry on feeling horrible, then it's down, it's only me that's making me feel horrible. So it's the same with anything in your life. You know, you, you, you just disconnect yourself from it. And then realize every morning you wake up, reset yourself, and realize that only you are in control of your emotions. Once you realize that, 
no one else can affect it. You can just walk away from that person out there, your boss or whoever. Don't let anyone affect the way you feel inside. Once you've realised that, I think for me that that was my key to something happened on Monday. Something was quite bad, and, and I got upset by it for 24 hours. And now I've realised I've just switched off, and I thought that that, that person, that thing, that, that I'm letting them affect me. I'm not now. I've re- I'm practicing what I preach. No one affects how I feel except for me. And if and if they start to upset me, I move away from them, and they move away from that situation, and then I'm back here. So it's been quite a good thing on me on here for the past six days because I'm just I'm really at peace with myself here for the moment. Yeah, I'm so at peace and so happy because I really, for the first time in years, probably forty years, I actually love myself, and that, and that's the key. And I don't mean that in a sort of big-headed way. I mean just me. I'm, I'm at war and at peace, and I love who I am myself, and I'm happy with it. If you talk to, there you go. Yeah, I think no. Hey, I'll. I've st- mate, I've stuck a few things in pipes and smoked them over the fucking years. Uh, yeah. But um, no, you don't have to um, explain yourself, Sam. Any therapist, any anybody who knows their stuff. Actually, yeah. actually, I use the term therapist lightly because s- what so many people do is they offer coping strategies. Well. Yeah, you yeah. don't want coping strategies. You want to yeah. nail the fucking thing that's giving you unease, yeah, you yeah. know. And and like what you said, one of the one of the tools you must have, or one of the strategies is you got to fucking love yourself, and you yeah. got to let to yesterday go. It's gone. You got to. Man. Yeah, that's the big. That's the big thing, Chris. That's the big thing as well. Sorry, someone tried to this week to make me feel guilty for what I've done in the past. And I let them get into my head, and I, and then I thought, actually, wait a minute, of yours, I'm 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 happy. I can't change what's done in the past. I'm I'm a good man. I know that. I know I'm a good man. Yes. I'm not going to let anyone say any different. Judge me from what I do now. Don't judge me for what I did yesterday because I can't change that. I cannot change what I did yesterday. If I've done anything now, if I do anything now, then judge me, and I'll, I'll say, yeah, okay, I'm close. I don't know if you. Judge me for what I do now, not for what I did yesterday. And don't and don't tell me to reinvent yourself is a bad thing. I'm trying to re, you know, I'm reinvent myself because I want to make myself a better person. And I know Mm. alcohol is my nemesis. I I turn into a knob when I drink now Mm. mainly, and 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 it's always the same. There's a pattern formed in me. So now I don't drink shit, Chris. I, I, yeah, that's a big statement. I know I've got I've got to. I know I'm not a good person to drink, so this is why I've I've got to try and stop drinking. Basically, to anybody wanting to drink at this moment. To anybody listening, yeah, because talking about it, it's triggering our endorphin summit. That's that's yeah. that's what we have to learn to recognise. Yeah, of course. And but I just want to say to anyone listening, I know so many people who who are obviously struggling with the booze that ha- yeah. that and. I tried all sorts of things and I I would do so long, I'd do like three months and be really pleased with myself and then bang, there'd be an event and I'd just back on yeah. it again. The one thing that really helped me was the One Year No Beer organisation. Okay. I, I didn't realise you had to sign up for a course with them. I thought you just said, 
I'm doing one year no beer. So that's what I did. I said, right, I'm doing one year. And I did one year. And then I got to the end of it, no problem. Obviously, your life is better. And if you're honest with yourself, it's like a hundred times better, Sam, isn't it? it You know, you love your fat. And the other thing is, when you've got this negative energy running through you, through drugs, alcohol, mental health, what it gives off and it affects those around you. You know, you know, even like I notice my son will get sick when I get sick. It's really, you know, but, but the one year no beer. So I did one year no beer. And because for the first time in my life, I'd actually set this thing one year, stick to it. You get three months into it and you're quite proud of yourself. And then you don't want to break your duck. So you do the year then, right? I got to the end of it, did another year, Sam, right? In fact, I did 11 months and then my then my John O'Groats to Land's End run came around and I broke my leg halfway down the country. I got a what we call in the Marines a shin splint and I had to go and buy some rum to just get rid of the pain. Because because yeah, yeah. that's not that's not an excuse. That is, I wasn't going to fail, right? Um, so to anyone listening, if you are struggling, consider doing the one year no beer. It yeah, gives you it definitely. gives you a fixed thing to stick to. Because if you try saying, oh, I'm only going to drink on days, you know, with a Y in them. No, <laughs> you know, I'm only only going to drink at weddings, or I'm only going to drink on a Friday it just fucks up all your triggers and you just get back on it again, sir. Yeah, no, I, I can't. I, I, I know, I've realised now. I've had to keep myself saying, yeah, I can just, you know, I can control it. I can't, I can't. I need, and I'm such a good, my, like you, you mentioned, picked up on energy. Energy, like we did the breathing this morning. When you get into it, the fact that we're all doing it together, we create with it. And it's a positive And I, I believe that, you know, when you drink, you're just numbing that energy. I I'm a, I never felt so alive. Although I've been really ill, and I keep saying it, I'm not trying to get sympathy. I I think I've had this virus. I've been pretty poorly with it. But every day I believe I've not let I've been positive and I've believed in myself. And I've not I've not ever thought, oh, this is going to get me. I've just thought, and it's like you get my green berry. I just thought, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. there's no doubt in my mind I'm going to get through it because I'm really conscious. I'm in my conscious self now, and I feel so much positive energy within myself and with the breathing and with the, with the way I'm living now. If I'd have got this six months ago, I'd have probably been in hospital now, without a doubt. Mm. Without a doubt. But because of my the techniques that I'm doing now and because of the way I eat, my lifestyle, I stopped smoking as well. That's, that's a massive thing. But all these things <clears throat> create this positive energy within me and, and, and I know it passes off. I can pass this off. You know, and, 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 and I just feel so good for it all. Yeah. I want to get to this headspace. Well, um, and that's why I'm doing the breathing twice a day now. So arrive. You're, you are living now, Sam, what I was trying to tell you two years ago. I mm-hmm. was telling you, you're a fucking lovely guy. And everybody loves you. And I was also telling you, I gave you the Marine story, like in the Marines, you were the man, you were the funniest fucking guy anybody knew, you know, and don't get me wrong. I understand what we feel inside that all that becomes irrelevant. I, I get that. Yeah. But 
but to see you now living as Sam Murray is it's uh it like you're so radiant now and it, you can see energies coming from you you know yeah it's not really that's that's Sam Murray that you knew I, I, I hate myself I'm, for, I walk in a room full of people and I'll be loud and scarish and yeah but inside I want to mm. scream and I want to cry and I want to run out of the room you know even just one on one with people I was, but now I just have so much I, I'm here within myself I'm, I'm a bit under the weather at the minute I'll come back on when I'm full on, and I'll probably the, the screen will crack. The screen will crack because I don't have much energy. But I'm so at one now. It's an amazing place, and honestly, it's, it, it really is an amazing. And I want everyone to get to where I am now because once we're all here, what's going on out there? Really? You know, I don't turn the. I watch the news once once a day because of the update, and, and that, we have to. I think as as a, as a human, it's our we have to see what's going on. Purely because we need to know where and what boundaries are and everything. But other than that, media, social media to an extent is yeah, it's evil, man. It's evil. Yeah. And and it messes you up. I, I just I don't watch it at all. I watch it goes on at five o'clock to see what the update is. Don't watch it again. And you know what? I watched it the other day and I felt so bad. I was like, the world's gonna end. People keep ringing me. A lot of people ring me and talk to me and say I'm really worried. And I've had more so than any at the moment, more so. Enough. So the first thing I've said is turn the news off. Oh God! I won't watch it, Sam, because I I work in the media. You know, I've, I'm involved in the media through what I've done for the last ten years. I being a writer and adventuring yeah. and stuff. And I try to again when someone comes to me for life coaching, I try to say right. Once you can understand. Everything you've ever been taught is a lie. Then you can start rebuilding from a firm foundation. And the media is not there to serve you news. It's, it's just not. It's not their function. They don't work for you and I, Sam, do they? They work for, no, the, no, no, no. They work for a sicko, corrupt, greedy elite full of little silly men whose daddies didn't fucking love them enough. And who think creating this wealth of power is going to make them Billy Big Boy. They'll never get to the stage, the beauty that Sam and I have got to. And they own this media. So they, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I, I don't subscribe to any of it. And, and, and my dad was really good at that. He, he, always, he always said media, you know, um, politics, you know, big business runs politics. Politics doesn't run big business, and and, and and that's what it is. But I don't want to get into all that. But Sam, can I? Can we? Can we go somewhere? Ex you finish. I just want to get people into this because we can get round that by becoming more spirit. If we all become more spiritual enough, by that we can do that really easily by looking after our health, by exercising, by not watching the media, not subscribing to the kids having watching. Idols, and this is a really good thing that's come out of this. Heroes now are not your Geordie Shores. Okay, heroes now are the nurses and doctors out there. Okay, they're the, and now kids are starting to see the worth of people. It's not who we who we've been pushed into seeing. You've got to be this next big boob, bloody, you know, airhead. No, you you be a doctor. You you be a nurse. You you know even you know bin man who's cleaning the bins out for us. Frankly, it's physically saving a life, putting their lives 
they're superheroes, and now we're realising that the, the, who the real heroes are, and that, that's another thing that's made me, my heart still really, really happen, that people who deserve to be recognised within all this. So there's so many positives we can take from what's going on outside, and that's one of them for me. My kids now, their heroes aren't some gangster rapper. Their heroes are people who are out there defending us now from, and it's not a war. We've got to, we've got to step away from this kids from war. Because they didn't subscribe to go and fight a war the military stopped. They didn't get a gun like we were given. They they didn't have a choice. They made a choice to help people, not to kill people. So this isn't a war, but they are heroes. They are massive heroes. And my, our kids, your kids, my kids have all seen the real work in humanity now. So this this time is ex- for me, the excitement's the wrong word, but we're moving forward as a human race the right way. But we've got to stay that. I know it sounds like I'm preaching, but I mean it. We've got to stay there now, Chris. We've got to find, keep this energy, keep this, find the spiritual work within each other. We've got to really become more spiritual. And, and all the group next to be like, what's that about the people? No, it's that easy. Spiritual doesn't mean sitting there hovering, although I think I might be able to hover by the end of this week. Spiritual <laughs> means finding, being a good person, decently, mm-hmm. being a good human. That's what spiritual means. For me, for me, spiritual, a, a massive part of it is just realizing that I'm made of carbon at molecules. As yeah, such, yeah. as such, I'm just, I am a part of this whole universe. And whether I like it or not, these molecules are always going to be here. As far as we, we know it, I can, yeah, yeah. Ne- I can never die, which is an enormous weight off my mind. I, if yeah, I if yeah. I if I if this body gets this ele- I'm going to say alleged some people will know what I'm talking about this alleged virus yeah this body will change into a different form but I ain't going nowhere tomorrow I'll be in the birds the plants the bees the rivers the sky I will yeah, sure. you know so I think when you so spiritual to me is is understanding that we're just much more than this silly little um, person that our probably our parents generation thought was oh so important I just I'm so insignificant unimportant that takes a great weight off my shoulder um, yeah. and, the, Sorry, and, and the hovering thing is yeah you literally I feel like I hover in this universe Sam like I'm like every single part of me is every single part of this universe it's all connected. Everyone's connected. Every king and every one is all connected. We are. I mean, yeah. It, it, so the, 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 the bird analogy. So you've got a geese. The geese, they use that. They use the connected. What's the word for it? But they don't. They don't speak to each other. They're out, but we're going to go twenty thousand miles that way. Slightly left. We're going to. They do it through the mind. They all connect. They're all connected. Mm. That's how it works. I mean, and so are we. We need to learn how to get back. When someone comes in, if Joe comes in this room now and he's upset and he's angry, I'll get without him saying anything or even seeing his face. I'll get a, I'll get an energy from someone, and if someone comes in and they're happy, then I'll get that energy. I'll know, I'll feel it. Mm. We're all connected, and, and it's simple as that. So if we can all get that positive energy and create that together on social media or out on the street when we can go on the street, then this world's going to be such a better place. So Joe will be here in the morning when, when he has been living here and he, he goes to work and he's upset about something 
and he's got to say hello to him. I, I, in the morning, I'm making him happy, I'm making positive. I'm like, yeah! The way he goes, he says to me the other day, he said, oh, I can't get happy around here. I said, no. No, what has happened is you're, you're connected, you've gone off, you've created an atmosphere, and everyone's happy because you've been happy, you've smiled at them. So you're all just connected to each other, everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. If we could do that on a bigger scale right now, in this world, I'm here, on this screen, if we can do that, then fuck everyone else who's trying to bring us down and push us down, because we won't have it anymore, because we'll all be connected together and we'll all be happy. That's all we need to do, and be better people. That's it. <laughs> In the nutshell. Sam, there's two things I want to just close, or not close on, but cover before we close. Yeah. One of which is um, the other day I got 5,000 subscribers on my YouTube. So to celebrate, I chucked myself in the ocean. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that was fucking cold, man. (laughs) Jesus. It actually physically, I I thought something was going wrong with my body. It was that cold. And I'd yeah. been in the sauna that morning because I sauna every morning. So it wasn't as if my body was cold or anything. Um, how do you throw yourselves, throw yourself in bloody rivers, lakes, the sea on an almost daily basis? I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really part, important part of the breathing. So that's all. So when I do my Wim Hof breathing, so I'm... It's a, again, it's a science, read it, people look into it, but I'm basically opening up my central um, immune system, so I'm pushing all the carbon dioxide out of my body, but I'm opening up all the red blood cells, filling them with clean oxygen, and so therefore when I go into the, connecting to my central nervous system, and then when I go into the water, although my brain says, wow, this is just cold, my conscious mind knows it, it, I don't hyperventilate because I've already by doing the rounds of breathing, uh, I've, I've opened up my, my central nervous system to deal with that. So when I can walk in and not even, well, you've seen me, I do it. You know, look at my YouTube channel, people, you've seen me do it. But I um, Give the name of your channel. Better Than Milk. Sam Murray, it's better than milk because it is, and it's all about, it's all about connecting with yourself and mm. one. But what I'm about is trying to get everyone happy in a positive place. But yeah, go back to that mentally and for your body. It's really, really. I can't tell you enough. Breathing, cold water submersion straight after it. Getting you, getting a bath, getting a cold shower. Your mental health, your physical health, your immune system will benefit so much from it. Yeah. That is, I can jump in a river, jump in a lake, jump in a nice bath. I do it every day, but I haven't done it this week because I've been pulled. <coughs> <Boom>. mm. <laughs> And yeah, I, I agree. I cold shower every day, but then I also sauna every day. So it's a kind of a part of that. But if I don't sauna, I even if I wash in a hot, in a warm shower, I'll turn it on cold at the end and see how long I can. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's cool. See how long I can stay there for. I, I, I'm not going to pretend I'm. I, do, I never. It's like everything I do with my all my adventures. I don't massively enjoy it at the time, but it's the after feeling that I love. Yeah, you, you're connecting to. Again, you make this nerve. In the morning, if you sit, when people say, oh, splash some cold water on your face, it's because you, you connect straight directly to your vagus nerve. So even by just throwing cold water on your face, you make yourself happy. You will you will smile when you've done it. It's the same as submerging yourself in a, in a nice bath. Wow. How amazing, yeah. Sam. You've, you've changed hats. 
Well, I thought as we're talking about uh, Miami, I would uh, wear a pan, pan, Panama hat. Panama, Panama hat. Panama yeah. hat. Near, near sort of same sort of area, isn't well, it? I think a lot of drugs go between the two places. A lot I think they might do. A lot I of cocaine. They, they certainly did when I was there. Yeah. So can you tell us about your time in Florida? Because um, I, remember, I remember it at the time, but you didn't really tell me many stories. Um, so do you want to start with talking about Brad? Yeah, so Brad, mutual friend of ours, bless his soul, um, amazing larger-than-life character, literally, physically, mentally, um, and a beautiful friend. Uh, and so, yeah, he was probably the other than ourselves, he was pretty much the most essence guy in the core. Canadian background, uh, born in Grimsby, but moved over to Canada so he, at a young age. So he had a goddamn smooth little accent going on there. Had a married to a supermodel, uh, <clears throat> half Indian, half half Swedish. Diana, beautiful lady. So the, as soon as he left the core, long story short, he became a bodyguard. Before it was, everyone does bodyguarding now, don't they? Everyone does CP work. This is before it was even known. You know, bodyguards were your, you know, uh, your people you saw on telly. They weren't people that you know that we all know bodyguards now. So Brad went over, and his first job was in Miami, Madonna's bodyguard. That's his first job. So yeah, how amazing is that? It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. And and there's lots of stories that go with that, but I won't go into detail. But so I I go and leave, and you get three weeks summer leave. I ended up taking six. That's another story. It was worth every penny, every day I spent in in military confinement. It was worth it. So anyway, we get there, Brad's. I'm going, oh, my God, this is just like another world. So ace list of celebrities everywhere. And this Prince opens a club up. So um, and it's VIP. There's literally 200 people. And some of the biggest names in the world are there. Prince so Brad's, rock star. Prince to Rockstar, sorry, yeah, Prince to Rockstar. So Brad, yeah. um, Brad says, right, okay, tonight you're going to be, and I said, right, I'm going to be Sean Ryder, because the Happy Mondays had just started. I mean, I can say this, because I've said the story before. They'd just started, they were fairly new. I had a big nose, and I spoke, can speak like that, because I went to school in Manchester. So I was Sean Ryder for the night, and he was my bodyguard. So he gets me on the guest list. And we go straight in, and I go straight in, and I'm there, and I'm there in this nightclub with off my tits and all sorts of things with with Prince right in front of me, singing live. He did about 10 songs, an amazing time. I ended up with one of his, he used to have two twin Chinese dancers, he used to dance with him. Ended up with one of them, I'm Sean, I need their social, and cheers for that. I got, you know, I got a good time because of you. Met Prince, met all sorts of things, met all sorts of people, got up to all sorts of crazy Antics ended up with the Scorpions. You know the Scorpions, the Scorpions, the rock band? Yes, of course. So I ended up gigging. Went quite, Brad knew them. He knew the drummer. So he had, the drummer had a little... <clears throat> he had a little uh, studio underneath his house. We used to have mud parties there. Uh, Brad used to play the drums as well. And I'd sing. We'd all jam. There was all sorts of rock stars. There was all sorts of naughty things going on within that scenario. And... I remember bringing back a load of knickers from certain, probably, I won't say who it was, but one of the most famous people. You could yeah, think. 
don't and, don't incriminate my podcast, but is no, this no, no. So so anyway, I came back with loads of knickers because uh, I'd had the opportunity to get loads of knickers, and I gave. I was in the guardroom going, these, are, and, and I was like, you know, and and I I got ostracised because no one would believe me that these were this certain person. I shouldn't really tell that story. That story's sort of really, yeah. No, sorry, but I'll take that back. Take that story back. The knicker thing. Yeah, but basically all the lads are going, bollocks. And I'm going, no, yeah, no, these are X, Y, Zs. And this is, this is what I have. But I can't really, yeah. So it was a crazy time. Is it, is it worth pointing out, Sam? That's kind of a, a that's kind of a Marines tradition. Yes. If you, if you get lucky, yeah. if you get lucky with a girl, you try and bring her pants back. Yeah. Or, also, when, when I served on ship, it was always a mission because we were the first ship with women aboard, Wrens. Yeah. It was always a mission for us Marines to go and get a pair of their pants. Yeah. It's just boyish humour. It's not... It is. It, I've got to point that out. Yeah, yeah. I was young and, uh, you know, it, it was bravado and it was harmless. I got more shit... But can I, can I just clarify for our friends? Yeah. You came home with the pair of pants of a... And we're not going to say their name, but it's probably one of the most world famous A-list celebrities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I'm trying to then tell a lot. Actually, my my little sister, who who will always correct me if I'm wrong, in fact, will pull me up all the time. If anyone doesn't believe and no one believed this story. So I said, my sister went out there two weeks after me with her friends, and she was only young. Now she can collaborate all these stories. So all these stories, if anyone's going to say that they're not true, it's my little sister. So if no one believes these stories, you've got to ask her because she will threat. If I'm bullshitting, which I do quite a lot, I sometimes I sometimes forget if I'm telling the truth or not. That's that's a lie. But um, yeah, Lucy will tell you that these are all true stories. But it, it's yeah. like it's like I say, some very occasionally, and it, it fortunately it is occasionally I get some young thruster who obviously thinks they're a bit of a man a uh, bit of a boy's boy saying like my hong kong story is shit it's it's very strange because if you read my book there's nothing in it that could be shit i but i think what it is is people that see the title it's got the word hong kong triads in the title okay and without reading the book I think they yeah. assume I'm trying to say I was a Hong Kong triad. Um, okay. Or, yeah. But 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 occasionally, even people that actually read the book say, yeah. oh, this is bullshit, right? And I just wish uh, that... Well, I don't wish, I don't, I, I generally don't care, but, but it would be interesting for them to know that in the Marines, my story's not just... It doesn't even, it's not even a drop in the ocean. Most Marines have the most outrageous, oh, God. outrageous yeah. stories just because they're all yeah. these, uh, they're, they're all these um, alpha male, extreme, quite often drunk characters. Yeah, you're right. There's, I mean, there's dit, they're called dits, aren't they, Chris? And they're, they're, I think it's a naval tradition, a dit. So you're spinning a dit. I'm not sure where that comes from, but spinning a dit anyway. Some of the elders tell us about that. So you spin a dit, you're telling a story. The other thing is you're then black-capped um, 
black cat people's dits. Now, black catting is another naval term, and that means so if I say you to I tell you a dit about um, about my Miami adventures, then as as I'm talking, you're thinking about not not a made up story, but you're thinking about something that you've done in your life, and you're thinking, oh, I know one about that. I know one about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna. So you try to you're not trying to do each other, but like you say, it's the alpha male sort of. But yeah, you're in a room full of all Marines. Jesus, you go have some good dits because those boys really do have some good. We've all been up to adventures. Me, you, all of us we know have been up to some pretty amazing adventures, some of which I can't talk on here, some of which I can, you know, some of, mm. none of which I'm ashamed of and, uh, and all of which have made me who I am now, you yeah. know, mad wearing fedora, Pandora, whatever it is. It's, uh, it's interesting because I had a, a friend, well, still a friend, and... Um, even though we're friends, I could tell this guy had issues with me, Sam. Yeah. And what I've realised in now, because I'm old now and I'm really, really, really clever. I'm like really, really yeah. clever. Yeah, good. I'm good. cleverer. Than, I'm much more cleverer than Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, now, now you're talking. Clever. Yeah, I, I mean, now we're like, talking. I'm really, not, not I'm really double, double clever. Yeah. But, what I what I know now what what I know now is that you know <coughs> people can really get you the wrong way and think that you're this kind of person when in reality <laughs> yeah. you know when in reality it's like no that's like my insecurity talking or that's yeah, yeah you're right yeah yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That, like you've misunderstood and one of the things this guy had misunderstood is we had a kind of heart to heart one night and he said yeah Chris he said whenever anyone tells a story you always like then tell another story, but yours is always better. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Dude. always hang around with boring people. That's what I, I said, like I said, you've completely misunderstood. I said, that's a military thing. Someone tells a story, you tell your story, which, you know, it's either similar or sometimes it's more extreme. And then yeah. the guy, he will then tell his story or someone else will tell their dits as we call them. And, uh, yeah, it was you, well, I, you know, you go to a party. I've been in parties with not not military people, but um, when I've been in different environments, and I've had to be quiet because I've, you know, people are saying to me, "You've got to stop talking about you can't," because I don't mean to, but you sort of that's that's they're telling you something, and you're going, "Everyone's that fuck that shit." Well, that story's really boring. Wait, listen to this one, and then you end up ostracizing yourself because everyone's going. He's a right big-headed dog. You're not really. It's just you've, we've all had pretty, we've all had interesting lives, you know. And 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 uh, yeah. So uh, I'm not sure yeah. where that was leading, but there you go. You know what I mean? We we we're sort of, we know people, um, and we've we've all had really interesting lives. But I, I like talking about that, and I like sharing the stories with people. And did but you sometimes know? Sometimes it can annoy people. You know, it can annoy. I don't know why, but it does. And did you know that my life has been like a little bit more interesting than yours? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, okay. Let's have, let's have a dit off. Let's have a dit off. Every, every time I touch my glasses, that means I'm lying, all right? When I go like that, that's our, <laughs> secret, that's our secret signal. It means I love you, honey. <laughs> that, I love you, honey. That means I'm lying, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, Sammy, yeah. listen. Um, yep. I'm going to bring this lovely connection to a close because hopefully you're. Good. Going to I've got sausage rolls in the oven. Yeah, yeah, good. 
You're going to keep coming and updating us all on your yeah, of course, all, man. Let's your, do it. Yeah, your wonderful learning, your experience, and, and yeah, of course. And we'll do some more. I took some video this morning, so I'll try and put that in the um, okay, some in in the podcast. Cool, man. Well, the last thing I wanted to say for anyone listening who does have challenges or who yeah. likes the podcast and who can support me, because don't think I make any money from this. This podcast has just cost me probably thousands of pounds now to put together. So what I do, Sam, is I run a Patreon platform. Okay. Um, The link will be below. And I invite people just to pay two quid a month. Okay. And in return, they get a VIP invite to my annual talk. Yeah. And all the photos and the hugs and the greeting and the signing books and whatever. They get a free copy of all my books. Mm -hmm. They get free weekly life coaching which is okay. all the stuff you and I have been talking about, the good stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. How to cut through the bullshit of life and just be happy and be always yeah. happy, no matter what state you get out of bed, to be able to go, one, two, three, ah. Bang, yeah, you're in. Turn you're it in. on, you know? Fully in. So that's my my Patreon. Okay, well, and yeah. I, w- I just wanted to ask you, you, you might want to consider doing that, Sam, because... I think it. Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe in the um, at the moment, I've I've been slated recently for uh, just just having a massive ego and wanting to be self promoting and earning money out of it. But yeah, all of the above. <laughs> yeah, of course. What do you want me to do? I can't just be brilliant and not expect money for it. Yeah, no. Um, it's really simple in this life, Sam. We yeah. speak our truth. Yeah. Yeah. Some people might not like it. Yeah. That doesn't matter because we're not trying to please everybody in the world. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And if we don't tell our truths and we don't be ourselves, what we're doing is we're denying other people who might be young and wanting to learn in life, or they might be our age, for example, and they're a struggling veteran. And I want them to know what I'm telling them is the truth. This is me. Take me or leave me. You know, I love myself. So it, it's, it really doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And I think you should just keep doing what you're doing. And if you can make money, well, do you, do you know, here's the thing. You want to make as much money as you can from it. <laughs> I'd love to. Tell me how to do it. Yeah, but here's why, Sam, because yeah. if you're making money, good guys like you and people yeah. like me who've just got an honest, genuine message, yeah, then, yeah. then we're helping lots of people. Well, yeah. you know, it, it, yeah, I mean, I, 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 at the moment, it's I, I'm not, money's for me, I don't know. And at the moment, I think the most important thing out there is getting the message across, getting everyone on this page of this frame of mind that I'm at because it's such a beautiful place to be and if and, and it's and people are going to need it now more than ever mm. people are going to need to um learn how to get to this level of conscious thinking Sam, I'm just going to interrupt you mate that is so much worth two quid a month I I charge two quid yeah, a month. yeah, like, of course. yeah, yeah. I, for what I do I could charge 500 pounds a month a thousand pounds yeah no you're right yeah you're right yeah easily yeah, yeah. easily right but like you, I'm not interested in money. 
I'm, but, yeah, yeah. But, I, but I do need to pay my bills, right? That's why I... Oh, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about myself. I'm talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this is my message, what I'm doing at the moment. I don't know what I'm doing. All I know is that I, I just want... I want to push my positive energy across yeah. the waves, across the seas, across the world, across to everyone, so they can get into this space and we can all get through this together because we're going to... Yeah. But no, I agree with with you, Chris. Now, I'm, a, I'm using this poxy little phone. You've invested a lot. You've got your, you, you've got all your equipment there. I've, I, I, you know, maybe when I when I get to that stage, then uh, I'm gonna have to start thinking about it. At the moment, I've just got a bongo, just in case, because you never know when you need a bongo. And if you look up here, I've got a world. Look, that used to have alcohol in it. That doesn't anymore. That's to remind me that I don't need alcohol to enjoy myself. That is a brilliant, uh, it's just a brilliant thing to do. <coughs> you think I, I always, this is, I've the got. world, yeah. Sam, I've got one, two, one in the podcasting studio, three. Yeah. yeah. I've got three full-size world, not full-size, because that would be as big as the world. But oh, three, stuff. Wow. Yeah. Three big maps, world maps, and I've got two globes in this house. Oh. And it's always just to rem you know, as a, as a sort of reminder, it's an amazing planet we live on. Yeah, and if, it it's not, if it's not amazing, it's because we haven't figured it out in here. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're, not, right, we're yeah. not thinking right. But you're right, I'm a 100%, man, 100%. Love yourself, put yourself yeah. first, forget about yesterday, start now. Where can people get hold of you, Amigo, if they want to do the social media thing? They want to do, there you go, well, I'm, I'm Funnily enough, I'm difficulty downloading videos, but yeah, um, my YouTube channel, Sam Murray, it's, be it's better than milk because it is better than milk. Although milk's very good, and farmers, I do love you all who produce milk, and cows produce the milk, not the farmers. But I've got nothing against milk, but my YouTube channel is better than milk. So yeah, Sam Murray's better than milk, or just befriend me on Facebook. You know, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I'm open to the world now. I, I had it all closed down because certain things but it doesn't matter now i'm open just send me a friend request come and see what i'm doing i'll just i'm just i'm every day i'm doing live um uh, wim hof stuff i've had wim hof's daughter said i can do it that's fine i've had their say so i'm just going to do it man i'm going to spread the word the love and just push it out there to whoever i can so Brilliant. come and join me all right sam so i'm going to close just by wishing you lots of love and all the success and spiritual happiness in the world. Thank you, brother. Big love to our friends at home. Thank you so much for watching. Please don't forget to like and subscribe because that just helps people like me and Sam to keep putting out a, a positive message in uh, quite a, a turbulent world at the minute. So that's it. Big love Definitely, to everyone. Bro. Cheers, Sammy. Love you. Take love care. You, Let's I'll speak soon, yeah? See you again. Man. I would have my sausage rolls now. <laughs> hey, did you know something? Go on. I'm actually better looking than a sausage roll. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, you are. I'm gonna I won't eat you either. See you later on that note. Yes, brother. Okay, kids. Don't try this at home. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username, 
Chris Thrall. Instagram, Chris.Thrall. Thank you.